Can't get away from the fact I've been slacking all Despite the cost, you know I got to try it on Try it on What up, Dynasty players in the house? It's Dynasty War Games, and I am your host, Jesse Schneeman. Sitting here with a good friend, Austin Bell. How you doing today, Austin? Oh, I'm doing good, my man. It's another Sunday, another ready for some football day. I uh, got the early game playing in the background. I'm ready to go, man. Let's talk some nice. fantasy. How nice. are you? I forgot. I forgot there was a London game again. Two and weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I've got it on over to the side. I just I just figured it out about ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm nursing a cold. Uh, definitely. I'm going to try not to cough or sneeze in the middle of this podcast, but we'll see how it goes. All right, cool. Uh, it'll be, you'll be our third ad-lib person right there. We'll yeah. have, like, ads here. <laughs> so, yeah, Chad uh, Chad could make it today. So, it's going to be me and you, and we're going to talk. Since we're, like, quarter-ish of the way through the season, that's the title of the episode, quarter-ish season hits and misses, things we talked about in the offseason that we were so far right about. And so far, maybe not so right about. Um, there is no really quarter season anymore now that they've made this a 17-game season and 18-week. You know, we used to be able to just, we after week four, you know, in a 16-game season, we knew it was the quarter way, but not so much anymore. Yeah, couldn't leave it easy for us. No, no, but hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue about free football, you know. Very good point. Game at the end of the year. All right, so got a couple things that we were right about, a couple things that we were wrong about. Do you want to go first? Do you want to do a hit or a miss? Um, I guess I'll start with my obvious one. Uh, probably my biggest miss would be uh, C.J. Stroud, um, somebody I haven't really ever believed in, and not to the point of where I didn't think he could be an NFL quarterback, but to the point that I was taking Gibbs over him in many occasions. Um, just, I, I didn't see it. I didn't think the situation was good enough for him to shine this fast. Um, I didn't know what the offense would be. I didn't know how he would process being, uh, you know, pressured as much as he was, as quick as he was with receivers that didn't separate as well as he was, which I guess as Chad would come in and say right here, Tank Dell does it for him every time. <laughs> um, but, uh, it's, well, it's something yeah, yeah. I, I missed it to be honest. It was somebody. I wasn't expecting, especially to come out hot. I I mean, I think right before the season we discussed he's somebody we should be buying, you know, halfway through the season because we're ready for next year. Well, that's that's gone now. I mean, that's way gone. gone. Yeah, I mean, there were some things that we couldn't know. We we couldn't know that Nico Collins was going to take this third year leap. I mean, he's he's looking like a true number one right now, big and fast, and um, has has kind of polished the parts of his games that game that were, were raw um so yeah that's you know we're not in in texans practice so we can't know that kind of thing and then when it comes to even um top first round quarterbacks the hit rate in the nfl is like 50 percent. you know yeah. so i i yes it's a miss but i mean i don't think we can really ding you for that one um my it, dynasty teams are dinging me I yeah <laughs> Right on, um, right on. I didn't miss. I, I, I've got four or five shares of, of Stroud. I just took him where he came to me. I happened to have a lot of 104, you know, so he fell to me there. Actually, the one 
draft we do, Chad and I are in a league that we do a draft before the NFL draft. We do our rookie draft. And uh, I took I took Stroud at 102 in that yeah. league and, and AR at 103. And then for, for the longest time, I was kicking myself that I didn't take Bryce over Stroud. And now it's looking pretty good. I mean, that, that book is certainly not written no. yet. Long way to go for that. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I do think that Carolina is going to be a little challenged. They're going to have to use their cap space really to to get him weapons because yeah, of the lack of capital. They should have a decent amount of that. And lack of capital really is – they're really only missing the first next year, which obviously that's okay. where you want to take your receiver. Um, but they have a two through six next year. And then the year following year, they're only missing their second. So it feels like they're missing a ton. But they have majority and they should have – I don't know what they're going to do with Brian Burns, um, but even when they pay Burns, they should have roughly about forty million going into the off season. So right they on. have the assets to get at least one, you know, upper tier receiver for him this off season. And I think it's it's pretty easy to find. Like, not, I don't want to say easy, but teams have shown over and over that you can find weapons later in the draft. Yeah, sure. Yeah, which Carolina has been terrible at, but that's a different day, different discussion. I don't want to get into that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a new regime. Yeah, it's not going well, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we can go to the next. Actually, no. This is the this is the guy I told you pre uh, we started. This is I have a trade. Have I have two Stroud shares? Um, again, kind of okay. like you said, took them where they fell. I think I took them at one hundred six in this league. Wow, um, nice. And uh, honestly, didn't even really want them. I had three starting quarterbacks. Uh, I had my boy Sam Howe. You know how I feel about him. Um, <laughs> I had I have Burrow and I have Watson. And he was there, and I was like, I just got to take him. You know, at this point, it just got to. Um, so somebody's coming for him. He's a contender. Um, he the pieces I like that he has are Bijan, Chase, and Alave. He has his twenty-four okay. first. He has Daniel Jones, but I'm assuming he's going to want to keep him because he doesn't really have a good QB two. So my question is: is at this current point in time, what's the value difference between Bijan and Stroud? And you have you have three quarterbacks already. Correct. I mean, you you will you will after the after the Correct. trade. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about. And I have three first in this league next year. So and it's a start one running back. So I feel like that kind of d- diminishes the running back value. But it's Bijan still. So I'm curious where you would be at on a value difference between the two. Well, Bijan has been a a, a hit. You know, he's he's been everything as advertised. He looks like a young Saquon. Um, so his value hasn't diminished at all. Stroud has definitely taken a leap. Um, I would say he's still probably the second quarterback, though, in this class because AR has been better than we expected as well, right? And just all that tremendous um, rushing ability has is, is been on center stage. Um if you can get Bijan straight up for Stroud, I'd take that hard. Yeah. Is well, it- what do you think it's going? Say you had, say you're in the other person's shoes, mm-hmm. and you know he still has three or four other solid running backs. They, you know, they're just older. Where are you at on the difference in that? Because I don't even know really what to offer. I, I don't know. I would want to do straight up, but I feel like that's asking a little on the strong side. So I'm curious where. Well, I mean, you're the should be. 
you're the one dealing a quarterback in Superflex. Yeah. So there's there's no, in my opinion, there's no reason for you to deal from weakness. You know, deal from strength. Offer what you what you think you should get. Um, I would offer it straight up. I wouldn't give him anything else. And if he turns that down, work something else out. But I, I don't think I would add anything to Stroud to get to Bijan, hmm. especially yeah. to start one running back. Cool. I like it. I just, I was something interesting. I've been thinking about it um, a couple times, trying to, you know, past day or two, trying to figure out what I thought about it. So I wanted to bring it up to somebody else and see what you thought about it. Yeah, I think it's a good move if you can pull it off. Um, but also, I, I, I wouldn't feel like I had to trade Stroud. So if you're not getting yeah. exactly what you want, hold on to him. And in fact, I might even be looking to trade Howell before he turns into a pumpkin. Oh, whoa, whoa. Week four, you got very lucky. Why? Very, very lucky because at the half he had thirty-six yards passing and in an interception. Right, and that's football. Though we watched Jared Goff do that last year every every week. Go for you got lucky with game. You got lucky with game script though, and I don't think the Commandos' defense is all that bad. They played really poorly, and I mean. Yeah, the other team was playing pretty fired up. The Bears were pretty, um, I, I guess, emotional. The Dick Buckus thing, guys playing for their jobs, coaches playing, coaching for their jobs. I mean, there were reports that Eberflus could have gotten fired right after that game if they had lost. Hmm. So, um, yeah, Bears played with a lot of emotion, and I, I honestly don't think that um, that the Commanders' defense is going to be that bad. And you can't really, commit, you know. Um, count on that game script, but yeah, I'm not going to dog your boy, your boy too much. He did actually do it, you know. He did actually make some really nice throws in the second half. So. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like he looks good. Like I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't mind selling him where you can get good value. Of course, I'm like that with any guy, any player in the league. But I've actually been the interception. With... The interception was a real groaner. I mean, it was putrid, laid over the middle. Oh yeah, it was. It was a really bad mistake. Yeah, I mean, he's but basically a rookie. Yeah, I was about to we, say rookies do that. You yeah, know, he I mean, can, everybody does it. We just watched Tua do it last week or week before last. I mean, we can name any quarterback in the league that look at Mahomes last week. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying that they all do that. So yeah, I, I just really I've been player. overall impressed with what he's done, especially considering you know you could get him for a third in the off season. Right on, right on. All right, so I guess um, since you started with a. Miss, I'll start with a miss. Um, one of my biggest so far is looking like um, Jaden Reed. So, uh, you know, I, I I think I told everybody that would listen that I didn't like him. I thought he was raw. It's going to take time. He was overdrafted. We're overdrafting him in rookie drafts and all that's garbage. He's looked really good. They, they're, they're committed to using him in a way that he doesn't need to be so polished. Right, they're giving him the gadget touches, uh, which you know, if the team is committed to doing that kind of thing, you're right. Is oh a bat yeah, I was, I, was watching it. I was watching the TV. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought there was a bat flying around. That's fine. Halloween season. <laughs> so, if they're going to be committed to using him in that way and giving him high value touches um, while he kind of learns on the fly, it, it really kind of seems like. Um, 
wheels up for Jaden Reed and really the, the Packers offense in general. I was down on. I thought that they could have they, they had the possibility to be one of the worst teams in the league. I knew David Bakhtiari was going to go down, and here we go. This might be the end of his career. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's coming back from a fifth knee surgery. So they, I, I guess the Packers knew that too and had a backup plan, right? So they're looking. Their, their offense is looking really good. Love is better than I expected. So, yeah, Jaden Reed, solidly worth a second-round rookie pick. Yep. Yeah, I was actually going to use one of my misses. I guess we'll just go straight into it because it will talk about Jaden Reed. Um, honestly, the entire rookie receiving class, I was low on this year. Um, mm-hmm. And compared to, to previous seasons where I've always had at least one, like, huge my guy, and then, you know, normally in rookie drafts, I'm, I'm taking receivers because I like them. And, you know, half of them or plus don't hit, but I would I would have the shares that did. This year it was running backs and tight ends, and I didn't really like any of the receivers. Hmm. Um, so as we can see already, there's been some that shine, um, say Flowers, Puka Nakua. I mean, even Michael Wilson's look great. Um, you know, there's names that I, I didn't want anything to do with that's already showing, you know, what, it was four weeks through that I missed on. So that's something that I'm going to have to uh, either correct as the season goes and try to bite or just go out for next year. I mean, I agree that nobody really stood out to me in the second round either. I I, I thought it was extremely flat and the tight end premium really for me just kind of pushed the tight ends up. Um, But otherwise, yeah, it was, it was just really a flat second round. You know, you knew tank Dell was going to be a backup. I mean, tank Tank Bigsby was going to be a backup. You know, not a great landing spot for him. Um, you know, same with Spears. Um, a lot of the running backs that I think a lot of us were excited about didn't get great landing spots. Mm-hmm. Um, except for A-Chain. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's, he was, he's definitely a first. Yeah, he was my That's guy. Kind of, I got a lot of them in the late first. Right on. It's a bit of a miss for me, but he's not on my list. Um, let's move on to some hits. Who are you, who are you right about besides yeah. Sam Howell? So, <laughs> thank you. So, uh, I was looking through the current standings, and to be honest, man, that I haven't felt great about looking at the top 12 at each position. There aren't many. I'm like, ah, I knew this one. Um, but I'm going to give the one that I've been higher on the most. Um, I don't have a lot of shares, and I guess that's my own fault, but Christian McGaffrey, just mm. elite. I mean, he, barring health, he's just elite. That's the easiest way to say it. The guy's a difference maker. I've lost multiple weeks this season in Dynasty Leagues because the guy had McCaffrey. And there aren't many players that do that on a weekly basis. And, again, Barney's healthy. It's just hard to touch him. I mean, he's got a 30-point lead on anybody at the running back position. Yeah, he's looking at – he's looking like kind of the only really true, um, like, number one running back. The rest of them are – Battling injury, battling ineffectiveness, you know, nobody is, nobody looks like, you know, the second coming of Ladanian Thomas and beside him, right? They're using them all over the place. I was, so that's a miss for me because I, I I was pretty convinced that they weren't going to use him, you know, with this kind of volume. I didn't think they were going to give him 20 touches a game. I thought they were going to keep it around 10, 15, try to keep him healthy, but now they're using the hell out of him. He's just so good. I feel like yeah. they want to not use him. But, man, look what he does. He touches the ball, and he 
just <laughs> does what other players can't consistently. Yeah. yeah, he really does. He looks amazing. I just want to see him healthy all year. I just just want to see it. I mean, you know, as a Panther fan, I still love him. I'm happy he went to the Niners. He got out mm-hmm. to a place where he can shine in an offense that fits him perfect. I just want to see him shine. Just give me a whole year of health, and I'll be happy. Right on. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would say his value's through the roof. You, know, you can't get him. No, for, I mean, there, you can't get him for anything that I would give up. You know, that's that's where I'm at. I mean, aside from JJ, I, as a contender, sure, I would swap CMC for JJ. But other than that, man, there's not many players that I'm doing a one-on-one swap in dynasty if I'm contending. You see, you're saying you would give up JJ? No, 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 no. I like uh, if I have CMC on a on a contender. Okay. There are very few players I'm like, yeah, this year I'll swap this for this and, mm-hmm. you know, take the loss on my contention. I mean, there are very few guys because, again, barring health, which I can't control, he's going to be my number one asset. Outside what, about, of- what about Chase, if I, if I offer you Jamar Chase straight up? If I'm a top two team, no. Mm. I'm not doing it. I, it again, it's only health is my only concern, and and it could happen. Heck, by the time this podcast is live, we could be I could be saying everything that's pointless. But he's just he's the guy that I feel any week and mo- more weeks than not, I'm looking at thirty points in my PPR leagues. And right on for a championship roster, you can't touch that. Can't argue with that at all. Right on. All right, Christian McCaffrey. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay at running back. So. Um, one of my biggest hits, and one of one of the players that I would couldn't stop screaming about all offseason was Travis Etienne. Right, yes, so the production has not been elite. Um, he doesn't have a hundred yard rushing game. He's only got one touchdown, but the touches, right? Um, Twenty three, even like his bad game was fifteen. Right, twenty three, twenty four. 23 and this week already he's got 15 and we're in the third quarter of a, of a London game. Right. Mm-hmm. So like they are absolutely giving them the ball. They're, they're throwing him the ball. He's um, putting points up every way you can. Um, like I said, the touchdowns are a little low, but those will come. I'm not really worried about that. Um, I think that the Jags offense has a little bit of work to do on themselves. They need to really figure out their identity. They need, they need to really figure out what they want to do on a week-to-week basis. Um, but once that happens, once they're in midseason form in a few weeks, I think ATN's going to really take off and you're going to see um, the elite numbers start to match the elite touches. Yeah, I'm hoping the efficiency comes up. That's my only issue with it so far is you're just not seeing the efficiency there but yeah I mean over 70% snap share every week mm-hmm. like you said and he's get the lowest is 12 uh, rushing attempts and then 18 19 and 20 uh, three targets or more every week I mean, it's it's great that's all you can ask for for a running back yeah yeah I love me some Travis Steve um, if he's still cheap in one of your leagues go out and get him you know if he's if he's if you need a running back and you can get him for a late first, do it. I, like I would it. still, I would still give up Christian Watson for him. Oh yeah, of course, absolutely. Another one of my misses, by the way. But I'm lumping that in with the whole Green Bay offense. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, I'll continue a make and go at the running back position. This would probably be a dual make for us. Um, mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift. I've mm-hmm. I've been on him since before the NFL draft when he came out, and it's fine. I'm so happy to see him succeeding. Um, I knew the talent was there, and we've again injury is the question mark, and behind that Eagles O line and system, he's just been phenomenal. Um, exactly what you wanted to see. Didn't know what you would, but it's been great. I've been really happy that I mean the workload's phenomenal. Good goodness gracious. Um and he's being efficient with it, which is all you can yeah. ask for. Yeah, the workload scares me a little bit because I don't I, I yeah. don't know that you can hold up to a whole season of that. Um like to see them mix Gainwell in a little bit more. Yeah. Um, um but looking at snap counts, I mean he's really he had that one huge week without Gainwell. But I mean fifty four percent and sixty three percent the following two weeks. I mean it just means he's getting the ball when he's on the field. True. So that that's a good thing. They're not over utilizing him in snaps, but yeah, I mean the touches he's he saw eighteen and eight eighteen and eighteen the past two weeks. That's not too crazy. No, it's not. It's not. You're right. So they have dialed it back a little bit, I guess. Um Yeah, from the thirty one in week two. <laughs> he's absolutely on my list. Uh he was my number two running back in that class. And I've always, you know, and I drafted him that way and I've always held him and acquired him where I could. People have definitely told me I was crazy. Um, He was always going to be hurt or he was never really going to get it. You know, I think that's what was in Dan Campbell's mind. That's why he left Detroit is that he just wasn't in the right place. He wasn't um, hitting his marks, you know, and that's, it, that's as important to a football player as his as his talent, right? Is knowing where to be at all times and the Q, QB being able to trust him, coaching staff being able to trust him. At least that's what we heard about him. Doesn't really yeah. seem that way in Philly. Yeah, know? it uh, it seemed personal with Swift and that staff. Um, mm-hmm. you just the things you heard about him. I mean, I remember Deuce Daly talking out, basically saying he was soft. Um, wow. You know, it, it's a, it was a, it was weird. I was so glad he was gone from there as a Swift fan. Um, I thought that was a good spot for him, but mm-hmm. it just never materialized. So, but now seeing him behind the Philly O line, it's exactly what you've wanted to see since you drafted him if you held on to him this long. But now we see what, what Detroit's doing, and it seems like they're using Montgomery and um, Gibbs the exact same way they used, yep. you know, Jamal Williams and, and, and Swift. So, like, I, I don't, I guess I don't. I can't really buy into a lot of what their coaching staff has to say. You know, yeah. I don't know. I agree. The cult of Dan Campbell is is kind of hard to figure out. <laughs> yeah, you ain't wrong there. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the circle of, of Dan Dan Campbell's trust, I guess it's a great place to be. But if you're outside, boy, you better move on. Yeah, which at least they're willing to do. That's a good thing. Where you see a lot of teams hold on to these players through their whole contract and just you know, waste the years away, at least yeah. Detroit's willing to move on. Right on. Be, be yeah. really interesting yeah. to see Jamison Williams. Um, you know, again, we'll see after this week, you know, by the time this comes out, he'll have played his first game this season and uh, against my Panthers and uh, missing their top two corners. So we'll see what happens. You know, and they're, they're Detroit's playing without their, I, I think Josh Reynolds is out as, as well. No, as I, just got the notification he's out. Yeah. I mean, he's in. Oh. Excuse me, he's active. Oh, he's in. Yes, okay. Reynolds and Jamison are active. Uh, Gibbs okay. and Amon Ra are out. Gotcha. So, 
yeah, I mean, there's definitely room there. Reports are that he's going to ramp up this week. Um, you know, maybe take a few weeks at Dan. Again, Dan Campbell doesn't like to just throw guys out there. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, they desperately need his skill set though to stretch yes, that field. Do. Absolutely. All right, you're right on. Next. All right, so I got a miss. Um, I was really screaming about Dallas Goddard all off season, how he's, you know, he was know, tight. What was he tight end two or three in a points per game basis last year? And it's just not happening this year. The the offense isn't prioritizing him. Um, Jalen Hurts just he's been wide the f open, and Hurts just hasn't seen him. You know, I don't know if it's a it's a matter of him not really seeing the middle of the field and because he has been working the sidelines quite a bit. Um, you know, part of it is that the run game has been working so well and, and there aren't a huge amount of targets to go around. And also part of it is the diva nature of AJ Brown. As soon as we saw him screaming on the sideline in the middle of a blowout win, I, I mean, he's just been hyper-targeted since, you know, that, Hertz and, and AJ Brown are best friends. Obviously, they work re- very well together. They have a huge chemistry, and it's not going to be every week. And Goddard is going to come around. He's not going to score zero touchdowns this year. I hope, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not looked like I thought it would so far. He's he's propping us up with just. Um, catch numbers really just counting numbers on catches is not doing anything with them. Yeah. Um, now he's somebody I, I kind of got right this off season. I sold, I think all, but like one share, I just felt like there were too many miles to feed in there. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, it, I'm not definitely not trying to boast about it. Cause I agree. I, I expect to see better than what we've seen. I didn't expect I, I just looked, he's has 35 points on the season. I don't expect it to be that bad. Oh, and this is a 1.0 premium. So, mm, yeah. you know, it's it, he's not going to be that bad. He's way down here on the list of tight ends. So, he's beside Durham Smythe. So, uh, yeah, that, no, won't, been, he's, that won't he's stay been quite there. a surprise. Yeah. Smythe. Been quite a surprise. Yeah. That that won't stay that way. But um, I didn't expect him to be up in that top five. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't expect him to be top five either, but I expected him to be top ten, and he's not close. So, huge miss so far. Kind of tough to put him in lineups, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll go straight to the miss in mine as well, and I've talked about him multiple times on this podcast of missing, and it's Sam Porta. Um, hmm. I, I didn't expect this instant of uh, success. It's been exactly what you wanted to see out of a rookie tight end and honestly much better than what you wanted to see. I mean, almost 80% snap share every week, uh, five targets or more every week. I mean, it's it's been great. Minus the first week, 50 yards receiving or more every week. I mean, it's, it's if you can see get the touchdowns to come with it, I mean, it's, it's going to be a very interesting debate this offseason when it comes to dynasty tight end rankings. Yeah, and and the usage has been awesome. You know, yeah. it's not just that he's out there. They're moving him around the um, the formation. They're using him as a boundary receiver, a slot receiver, um, in tight. Like, they're using him everywhere, and it's, it's very, very encouraging. Yeah, I, how, how can he not be 
if if this continues for the rest of the year, his numbers will be good regardless of his efficiency because of the usage, right? How can how can he not be a top five tight end going into next year? Yeah, I'm 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 talking higher. Like I'm wondering how how if we see this exact the trend just continues completely, especially if the touchdowns come, you know, you get more than one every four games. What are where are we gonna have him at? Because I got a feeling it's gonna be you're gonna be discussing him like him or Kelsey in a startup draft. I don't think I can get him above Hawk. That'll be tough because Hawks yeah. Hawks being used the same way, but right. you know, more experienced, a little more experienced and, and doing more with it. So are you going to leave Pitts above him? See, that's this well, is what I'm talking about. Are you going to leave Andrews above him? I mean, and then, you know, so you got those three we just mentioned, and then Kelsey, and then I don't really feel – I mean, I love Kincaid, but, again, the usage hasn't been anywhere close to what I wanted to see. Well, he's out there. You yeah. know, Dawson Knox, Dawson Knox really is stealing the touches from yep. him, which I did not expect. Mm-mm. Did not expect that. Um yeah, so um, let's go back to – who would you say before Andrews? Uh, Pitts. Pitts. Desmond Ritter has been so bad. He is not seeing it at all. Pre-snap is just non-existent. They're trying to, to – shorten his reads and he's still not getting through his progressions. He's not seeing it. He's late. It's really, really bad. I expect him to get benched. Um, if he makes it I'm through so week five for that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that, that Heineke is a great quarterback. I don't think he's a good quarterback, but what I like about him is that he'll sling it right. He'll, he'll throw it up there and he's not afraid to, to be kind of a, a gunslinger or swashbuckler. I'm going to go out there and, I'm I'm going to win it or lose it with my arm, you know. I think is the way he sees it. Uh, so that's that's really once that happens, I think it's really a lot better for Pitts and um, London. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I'm I'm hoping and praying for it. Uh, as a Panther fan, I don't want to see it, but as a um, yeah. you know a fantasy fan and a, one that has Kyle Pitts a lot, I want it ASAP. One of the one of my favorite kind of dream scenarios that people have been throwing out there is is uh, seeing Fields get traded there. God, would that just be so much fun? Absolutely. I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know if Fields. I don't know how much is Fields and how much is the coaching in Chicago. Yeah, right. That's fair. It, it's it's hard to say. Their game plan last week was really a lot better. It, it really, they were actually moving the pocket, giving him half field reads, RPOs, things to, to help him, you know, not just sticking him out there like a, a five-year vet, you know, and making him go through regular progressions. It, he's not there. So the coaching staff has to help him. And I, I really think that Arthur Smith and, and his staff would be really good at that. Yeah, I agree totally. Um, I was Kyler's the one I wanted to see there, um, hmm. but I guess Arizona may not be that bad for that to happen. So, and obviously the Houston hadn't looked like it either. So now it's shifted over to the Chicago quarterback. But yeah. we'll see what happens there with their two first. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, I don't see Kyler going anywhere. I know that's very popular 
it's very popular that people either think or want Kyler to move on from Arizona. I don't think it's going to happen. The, the entire organization has at least verbally shown commitment to him over and over. I mean, Jonathan Gannon, basically his statement was, I wouldn't have come here if they didn't have Kyler Murray. Yeah. That's so I, I, maybe he's lying. I don't think he is. I, I think that they're, I think that Kyler's their man. I really do. I mean, no, they didn't draft him, but, they, like I said, the head coach went there because they had a number one, in his mind, a number one quarterback. And he didn't yeah. have to worry about That's fair. Um, we'll see. It's going to – like every yeah, year contract, the quarterback carousel always feels interesting, and then usually we get let down, but we'll see. I, it just would be extraordinary to see that contract get straight get traded. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very difficult contract to trade. Um. Yeah, oh, and by the way, um, like, it becomes 2025 becomes fully guaranteed on the third day of 2024 season, right? So it's like March 13th or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it just seems like, you know, yeah, right to me, you know, like, it's just, there's no chance. Yeah. I mean, there's never Probably no not. chance, but it's to me, it's like a less than 1% chance. I know that's not a popular take. All right, what else we got? Any any other really good I think hits? it's your turn. Um, I mean, the, I was, I was going to bring up being right on Ritter, but it, it doesn't really feel like it's even worth bragging about. It was just what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't. I, I never thought he was anything special. Right on. Aw, going out for a walk. Snoopy's going out for a walk. That's right. Just got back from a walk, so the other one's going uh, crazy now. I got you. Okay. Hold on. All right. I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot because it's so early. I don't really want to take victory laps too much. Um, I do have another one, though. Um, the demise of Kenneth Walker. Has been greatly exaggerated. That's very the entire true. off season. Charbonnet looks pretty good. The, yeah. the limited touches that he's gotten, but they're limited touches. And as I stated, um, Walker started to come around towards towards the end of last year, where he wasn't bouncing everything to the outside, where he was hitting the hole as designed, and he's looked great this year. Um, you know the the volume and the efficiency both. Um, you know, he hasn't been overly efficient in every game, but no running back is going to at this point, except for maybe McCaffrey. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, um, I, I the was usage kinda, of the goal line, yep. you know. It's been great. Uh, I I had Walker shares. I didn't buy any because I was kind of timid myself. Um, so I don't – it definitely wasn't a make. You know, I wasn't right on it. Um, but also wasn't out on them. So I didn't really shift that hard either way. I just kept my shares I had. Um, and he's been good. I, a low end RB one is how I view him, and mm-hmm. he's been exactly that. So, yes, yeah. been, been solid. So I mean, I I would say he's really probably moved himself up to RB four or five in dynasty for me. Oh wow, he's really high. I really have him really high up there. Hmm. I mean, I, I I'm not. I mean, I, some people probably have a chain above him at this point, but I think that's 
that's kind of rookie fever. You know what I mean? That's kind of like new guy, shiny toy. It's not going to look like that for A-Chain every week. Um, and I just, you know, he had his 100 yards on eight carries last week. But that's so. what he does. That's the thing about A-Chain is that's just who he is. That's what I tried to is say before can- the season when you were against mm-hmm. him. That's just what he is. He's that type of player. Now, again, no, he's not going to average 12 yards a carry every week. But he is one of the few players in the league that anytime he touches the ball, he has the speed and agility to do what he does. And so we'll Agreed. see how and often teams, it happens. Yeah, and teams are going to continuously have to play their safeties back. They mm-hmm. they they can't play their they can't play more players in the they can't put more players in the box and just leave Tyreek and Waddle like streaking downfield because they're worried about the run game. It's and not going to happen. Tight end one, Chase Claypool's there. So it makes it <laughs> even ends. more interesting. Well, he's not going to play receiver on that team. So I don't know if he's really going to play anything on that team. Yeah, I know, but it sounded good. <laughs> I, uh, I've i now started calling him um, Chase uh, Chosen Claypool. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't really tell the difference between him and Robbie Chosen Anderson. They're kind of the same guy, aren't they? Big and fast and don't really care that much about football. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for <laughs> old Chosen, though. He he never had a quarterback until, I mean, he went to Miami, but well, he's a fourth re- receiver at that point. I mean, he never had a quarterback. He he's got P.J. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> that he did. Sorry. That he did. Thank you. I, I needed that one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I he's a Temple guy. So, you know, Temple's kind of a hometown school for me. I, I don't really root for their football team, but I root for their players when they go to the NFL. So I would have liked to have seen that work out. But uh, don't think. Hey, he's fast, i tell from, you that. Yeah, he's fast, and he's big, and that's about it. Um, yeah. It was nice seeing him get into, in, into the end zone on that 70-point week, though. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that made him feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – who knows? Maybe being traded for a second time in a year um, will kind of shake something in the Claypool and maybe wake him up and uh, cause him to recommit to his game. But without something like that happening, he's probably just going to fade. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't uh, – I agree. I've never been a Claypool guy, so this is kind of on cue for what – I couldn't believe the Bears gave a second-round pick for him. Um, and then he ended up being, you know, basically a, a late first. Well, looking back on their offseason, I, I, I combined with if you look at the other moves they made, it's very believable because what the hell are they doing? Uh, it, it's really just I don't understand. <laughs> they're just a mess. They're really they're just a mess. Yeah. Well, they might have the one on one next year, so that could be an improvement. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, Fields is definitely starting to pick his game up, just like I was he did. About after. the other first. Oh, whose first do they have? Carolinas. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I hope not. would you feel? All right. Let's say. Let's say Bryce comes around. Right. And looks at least 
as advertised where, um, you know, he's processing and making good reads and, um, you know, access, accessing the hyper accuracy that we, we expected to see from him. Let's, let's say that's starting to come around towards the end of the year. Um, would you feel still feel terrible about not getting Caleb Williams? Like, how would you feel Bryce versus Caleb? Well, I mean, it, it's not – the problem is it's not Bryce versus Caleb. Mm-hmm. The problem is is that it's basically it's, – it's not good. It's, it's DJ Moore, uh, Caleb Williams, uh, you know, the pick swap and a second for Bryce. That's the problem. And, I mean – You course, had an extra second though, right? Um, yes, uh, but they also gave the 25 second. Uh, gotcha. So it was two seconds, two first, you know, for the first with DJ Moore. Hmm. So, yeah, it was, uh, that's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot to give up. Um, and you know, if the pick becomes one oh one, then it's a loss no matter what. Um, because you know, you, you could have just not made the trade and got one one naturally next year. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, That'll hurt greatly. Really, if the pick's top five, it's going to hurt big time as a Panther fan. Is this a contract year for DJ Moore? No, he he got re-signed. Oh, he did? And that was, I think that was partly why they did it. Even though the contract was friendly, um, it freed up almost $20 million a year. Hmm. So this the, Are you guys using that, year. though? Well, I mean, not this year. We have the – uh, I think it's the most dead cap or the second most dead cap. We have almost $60 million dead cap this year. Wow. We're still paying Robbie Anderson ten million. We're still paying McCaffrey fourteen and DJ Moore eighteen. So wow. you know we're helping other teams succeed. That's what we're good at. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't can, mean to laugh at you. It's okay, um, man. We do that about every three to four years. To be honest, uh, we did it the last year Cam was here. That next year we did it. And now we've done it again. So we'll see if we can get better the following year. I know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear it's a you. depressing feeling, but hey, nothing I can do about it. <laughs> At least I can enjoy <laughs> players in a different way. Yeah, I hear you. Excuse me. Sorry, I can't stop coughing. I hear you. Um, you know, I, I, the Eagles weren't always this good, right? I've, yep. I've gone through plenty of those years myself. Definitely. Yeah, but, and as a Philly fan, I mean, that kind of thing caused me to quit hockey altogether, you know, because I cannot stand to watch the Flyers just build other teams. It drives me nuts. Yeah, it's it's disheartening to say the least. Right on. All right, well, we're 45 minutes in. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. You got anything else? Um. No, I was just looking through my lineups to see if anybody I felt good about or f- completely wrong about. Um, you know, I, I want to see Brees turn it on. That's mm. somebody I would like to see. Um, you know, it's I don't think look. he's all the way back yet. No, it, it's good to hear that he got um, off the pitch count supposed to be this week. So I guess when this mm-hmm. comes out, we'll know how that worked or not. But yeah, um, yeah. Other than that, it's. No, there's not anything too crazy. I'm looking through that I, I see. I'm like, oh, this is what we need. You know, we got to see this or that. Um, mm-hmm. Some depressing names, but, you know, it's early on. We'll see how they turn it on the 
you know, second quarter of the season. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just got to love that JT contract, right? Before we go, yeah. let's talk about that real quick. JT was was my dynasty RB1 coming into the year. Didn't know he was really going to hold out for four games. Holy shit. Was that a blow? Yeah. But now that he got paid, he's back to my dynasty RB1. Um, <laughs> what I My analysis in the offseason was pretty simple. He's a stud running back playing with a rushing quarterback. And guys that can, you know, and he's he's a stud big running back with speed, right? Guys like that play very well with rushing quarterbacks. There are going to be a lot of open lanes for him. Um, just like, I mean, it, it happened immediately last year when um, Malik Willis came in Tennessee mm-hmm. and started running a little bit. Derrick Henry all immediately had huge lanes. I mean, he couldn't throw the ball, so it didn't really last. But, um, yeah, like I said, a rushing quarterback with a big um, kind of power back with speed is just a, a killer combination. I really expect it to work well. And it's going to – I think it's going to prop up the rest of uh, the Colts offense too. I think it's going to really help Pittman and Downs um, and maybe even Alec Pierce because it's just going to open up passing lanes. There's going to be – there. Teams are going to have to bring players down into the box and things, you know, as long as the the line can hold, things will be open downfield. Yeah, I saw they had the second highest uh, rushing success rate so far this year. And, Is that right? Know, they haven't even had JT, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, Zach Moss has been killing it, right? Mm-hmm. Zach Moss, let that sink in. That guy, <laughs> I thought he was done. Yeah, like you said, rushing quarterback opens a ton up. It mm-hmm. sure has. So it'll be really fun to watch, JT. Um, I'm curious what week one does. I'm, I'm a little timid to start him week one, but I also feel like they may just run him into the ground off the start. So we'll know well, when this comes out. Yeah, go out and earn your money. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah, we paid you now. Go run for 30 times. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. But, yeah, I mean, I've got him in. I, I'm not. I, I thought about it, and, you know, I, I can't personally stand watching huge games on my bench. So I'm taking the upside. I'm saying screw my floor. Um, you know, kind of all or nothing. JT's it. I've been waiting four weeks. Can't wait anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm same with Cooper Cup, by the way. I can't bench that guy. Nah. Uh-uh. We'll I see how it. Cooper Cup and I have two lineups with uh, Pukas and Cooper in. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, I'm really curious. I think if uh, – I, I was just telling somebody, I think if Puka has a down week, it might be a time to get him cheaper when people are like, dang, Cup's back. Um, I think his value will drop significantly. But Yeah, if, if you he can stays, pull that off. Yeah. yeah I think you'll – because I think overall in the season you'll see him maybe not you – know, he probably won't have 15 targets, but I think mm-hmm. he'll see a similar usage to what we've seen. Um, so I think if he has a down week, it would be a good time to try to scoop him. Yeah, yeah. I expect Atwell's touches to suffer more than Pooh's. Yeah, agreed. Well, we were either going to be real right or real wrong about that when yes, this comes sir. out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the fun part, you know. Hey, we get to see just how wrong we are. Yeah, man. All right, what do you say we set some lineups? Let's do it, man. It's time. All right, we're going to get out of here. We're going to set some lineups. We're going to leave you guys. Thank you for joining us. 
just remember, Dynasty War Games part of the Dynasty War Zone network. You also get the Rookie Rundown. You get the Big Show. Uh, you get us. Uh, it's a huge package deal. Um, so if you subscribe to the Dynasty War Zone network, you'll also get us in your feed every week. So we appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, for Chad, who's not here, for Austin Bell, I'm Jesse Schneeman, and we are out. Chase my problems and time keeps on dragging. Can't get away from the fact I've been slacking. Oh, despite the cost, you know I got to try it on. Try it on. Single into a double 